welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number 250. That seems like a milestone. Definitely, definitely does. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chef. That is me. You are also joined by Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. And that's Whee. the last time that's going to happen today. <laughs> I feel like we abused that one last time. No. <laughs> a little. Just, just a <laughs> smattering. Um, we will start the podcast as we mean to go on um, with self-indulgence. So, <laughs> indeed. I mean, it wouldn't be our podcast if we didn't spend a good three quarters of the time talking about ourselves. And, and that's what you tune in for, isn't it, listeners? <laughs> I'm sure it is. Both of you. Both of you do that. Um, so, Matt. Hi, Matt. What have you been up Hello. to? Uh, so... It is as of tonight, really, because the pre-TT Classic starts tonight. It is TT, Woo! Uh, which means I have spent the last week restringing guitars, practicing with both bands, learning some new songs, panicking about learning songs with people not being able to turn up to practice last minute because they're working late so they can have next week off. Like, all those fun things is what I've been doing. But, yeah, like, so I've restrung the Variax, I've restrung the Les Paul, I've restrung the Strat, I've restrung the Cabernet. Nice. So I'm pretty set for guitars for the next however long. Oh, I restrung the Gretsch as well, actually. So I restrung five guitars and just forgot about one of them. Nice. So I restrung all those, and then, yeah, both bands had practices over the last couple of nights just so that we can get kind of get in the swing one band's only got two gigs and the other one's got four so i've got in the next 12 nights i've got six gigs so yeah nice and busy which is how tt should be and of course i've got no time off work because i started a new job in january and couldn't <laughs> book tt off because other people had done it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we may not hear from matt for a little while yeah, so I imagine whatever night you record next week is going to be a no from me because, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be either knackered from work or uh, good. But the following week might get on. It depends. Just just depends on where it is. But that that's kind of my busiest week. But also, like, it, it yeah, just the, the way everything is falling next week looks particularly busy. Actually, I'm thinking about it. The following week, I'm also at the darkness as well. So, yeah. Yeah, like it, I, I might be, might might disappear for a couple of weeks. You might have to deal without me whilst I, yeah, just do my own self indulgent stuff away from the cast. I can then talk to you about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all good, and you can tell us how awesome the darkness are. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to. Um, there's a, like there's a few bands over, and I've actually the 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 stage for that is was went up over the last couple of days, and. Whilst I don't have tickets for some of the other acts, <laughs> there's a there's a like I don't, like how to describe it. So you know the like just taller than a person fencing that goes round a building site. Yeah, that's what's around the the area for the stage and for the crowd. Yeah. So realistically, if I want to go and see Nile Rogers and Sheik, all I have to do is stand across the road <laughs> and. <laughs> I might struggle to see him, but I can certainly hear what they're like. So I'm contemplating doing that for for Noel Rogers on the Thursday of race week because I'm not paying £69 a ticket. As much as that's a very nice figure. <laughs> nice. Um, 
I just I can't justify spending seventy quid on a ticket for the three chic songs that I know. I'm glad that you rounded up there, Matt, because that is something that will pay a very uh <laughs> we'll 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 hark back to that one a little bit later on. Um but yeah, if you buy more than one ticket for sixty nine pounds, it's no longer sixty nine pounds. Exactly. So and you can't you can't go to see Chic on your own. That's just silliness. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so basically my entire week has just been prepped for or it's mostly been prepped for TT. Yeah. I've had a, a surprisingly quiet one this week in terms of like prepping for band stuff. <laughs> um because the um the gig that's coming up, it's like in a week and a half's time or something. I'm already out. The bands didn't know this, even though I'd put it on the calendar and told them about six months ago. <laughs> um, so at last practice, when they said, oh, yeah, and then we've got one on this day, and I went, hmm, let me just check that. It says that I'm out that day. And they were, they looked panicked and then started texting people and going, um, maybe... Let's see. Let's see if we can get a dep. Uh, and they did. Uh, so it meant that this week, when we had rehearsal, I didn't have to go to it. Way. <laughs> Which is, uh, it's fortuitous. Did they pick They pick a Saturday that you're already busy today? It, it's weirdly, it's like a Wednesday. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's, I mean, like... If it was TT, I'd understand. But well, it is TT, but it's not where you are. No, no, <laughs> it's not even like a TT sub-brand equivalent. Um, <laughs> it's just it's just a random Wednesday. I happen to be going to see Kate Nash, um, because my missus is a big fan, and yeah. by proxy, I am a big fan. <laughs> um, I, mean, I know I know one Kate Nash song which I quite liked when I was whenever it was released. Yeah, like in like two thousand and four or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, foundations, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. Kate Nash. And there's there's another couple that you've probably heard of as well. There's one called Pumpkin Soup, which the the title means nothing to you, but the song will. Okay, because it came out around the same time. Um, that was off her first album, which was very. Very different to her latest. I say latest stuff, like the stuff that proceed um, that followed it. Sorry, um, there's a really cool album that she did uh, in around like 2011 ish, where she just went full on kind of garage punk, <laughs> uh, and it sounds like incredibly, <laughs> incredibly odd. It's a bit like so to give this like an international equivalence. It would be a bit like, I don't know, someone like Gwen Stefani, who had that like strange pop career, suddenly doing death metal. <laughs> so yeah, it, just... it's, it's a bit like that. Yeah, she was kind of like bubblegum pop uh, that was very much kind of following the trend of that yeah, kind was... of... She was around when Lily Allen was starting to be about, and like that's the kind of music that I associate her with. Yeah, I mean, she was not pr- particularly. <laughs> yeah, she was like pre Lily Allen, but they all kind of followed yeah. that similar kind of half talking, half singing stuff. Yeah. And some of it was pretty cool, like you say. That's that Foundation song was pretty catchy. It was yeah. essentially scouting for girls, but for boys. Yeah. <laughs> scouting for boys. So, um, 
so yeah, I mean, it, that kind of bubblegum pop thing happened, and that was very much kind of record label led. Yeah. Um, then like the record label dropped her because oh, we've done your album. Then she did her own thing, and like I say, this um, the the album girl talk is pretty much kind of like garage punk, and it's it's just really trashy and really awesome, and I I just I loved that one. So like we're going to see we're going to see Kate Nash, um, and the bands knew about this, but then denied all knowledge of knowing about this. <laughs> so we don't know about this thing that's clearly written here in this thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> There we go. Google Calendar strikes again. Yeah. Oh, but hey ho. <laughs> viewer... I've got Google Calendars for the two bands and I've still double booked myself several times. <laughs> mm. I mean, usually it is me who's double booking. This yeah. time it wasn't. I had fully given uh given notice, but the the guy who books the the gigs for our band obviously didn't sync my calendar with his. Yeah. So I'm just going to have to put my stuff, like double it up on the band calendar as well, just to make sure. Yeah. But I hilariously this year at one point had three gigs on the same day, all confirmed because <laughs> <laughs> the, the one band double booked themselves without even noticing. <laughs> and, and the then... other band that went, Oh, like a couple of them have got family over at the same time. We're like, oh, we'll do a gig on that Saturday. Arrange the gig for that Saturday. <laughs> I then looked at the switch calendar and went, oh, I've got a gig that day. That's not the name of the people that I thought we were gigging for. <laughs> <laughs> Find out that we agreed to do a wedding on the 30th of July, like February last year for yeah. this year. And then we booked somebody else on top of it. And then the other band booked something else as well. It's just like, uh, yeah, probably need to fix all this. Yeah, for the best will in the world, you can't be three people at once. <laughs> I mean, if you did like a support act with the one band for your main act as your band, you could yeah. do two. Yeah, I could do two, but I, that would be for two different people in different locations. That would be <laughs> two gigs for one person. It would, yeah. It still yeah. doesn't fix the problem that there's two two different locations that need music that i can't be at yeah yeah it's it's problematic isn't it but yeah i mean it's weirdly it's a nice problem to have yes um because gigging is fun it is yeah i did one uh last weekend on a sunday night which ugh. <laughs> look I don't, I don't know why they agreed to that but ugh. Yeah. um and it was a a venue that we that I hadn't played before. The, the band had with with a dep, uh, but I hadn't played it. And it was a really nice place. They had a pool table, <laughs> so I was happy. Um, but there we go. Uh, yeah, the, like the weird thing about it, like during our intermission, we had a really drunk guy come up to us, um, like me, the drummer, and another guy, like a guy who knows the the guy who does sound for us were like standing around and he was insisting that the guy who knew the sound guy was in the band. Um, (laughs) And then like asked me and the drummer what we did in the band like two or three times before he like agreed that that was correct. (laughs) Uh, And then he told like he, he pointed at me and said, you should stop singing. (laughs) 
Like two minutes ago, you didn't know what what role <laughs> I played within that band. How is it that you are now a, a critic? Oh dear. Um, yeah, yeah. That's one thing. Like I, I do slightly less pub gigs than I used to, and the thing that I miss the least is drunk people, mm. because either you're the best band that they've ever seen in the world, or you should go and watch this band that are better than you. Those are the two <laughs> conversations you have with drunk people in a pub if they're watching you play. Or the other one is whilst you're mid-song and doing backing vocals, they come over and go, do you know this one? I'm like, what do you like? I'm singing yeah. and playing. Do you really want a conversation right now? That's it. I'm a little bit busy. <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> we, we've uh, quite craftily, we've got these like little, um, it's like a, a tube of LED lights. It's like within like a plastic tube and we use it to kind of mark out where the stage area would be. <laughs> um, largely like our, our gigs go down really well and the people, people come up to us and love us. And then like people are dancing as well, but you do, you do get like that, that one <laughs> drunk idiot. Um, and apparently that guy is known within that pub for being that yeah. guy all of the time. Yes. No, like no matter what's on. At one point, he was talking to us about how we should watch um, Britain's Got Talent because there was a bit of a Susan Boyle moment at the end of the, the Britain's Got Talent that happened the day before. <laughs> Just <laughs> what? Cool. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, thanks for that random piece of information that I'm never going to do anything with. Indeed. <laughs> but there we go. So. You mentioned that you restrung four guitars this week. Five, you, but yeah. Five, you absolute monster. <laughs> Stupid, stupidly five. <laughs> and only one of them, no, two of them had locking tuners, but the rest, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I never string another guitar in my life, I'll be happy. Um, it's It's been a while, I'll be honest. I think I probably should. I, I definitely know the Variax needs uh, string changing. Um because it's not staying in tune as much as it as it should and i know it's not down to the guitar because it's got like it's got a graphite nut um the tuners are always been pretty stable when it starts doing that pretty sure it's the strings <laughs> but because they are coated and because every time like after i gig with it i've got this wonderful little little device if i think let's have a look see if we can find it uh here we go. <laughs> ah, um, yes. I had one of those for a while. Yeah. Um, Jed, Jed's Peds, of that guy, he sells these. Um, and he gave me one. He just like bundled it in with a bunch of pedals that he was sending through to me yeah. and said, you'll love this. And I was like, will I? <laughs> but I've used it every, yeah. like, every time I come back from a gig because you obviously sweat. Wipe, wipe the strings so this is basically like a little um like a hinged um i don't i don't know how to describe it it's like yeah it's like a it's it's a microfiber cloth on a clip that will clip over the strings and press on both sides and you just run, run it up the fretboard and down the fretboard and it takes the sweat off the fretboard and off the strings yeah and, and it's a genius idea and i'm like i the only reason I don't use one anymore is because I snapped the hinge on mine and never bought a new one because I'm lazy. There you go. And they're Jets only like £2.50. Yeah. But like, 
I yeah, I absolutely need to go back to because I also had to polish the frets on three of the five guitars that I did the strings on because either they've sat in cases for a while or they've sat stupidly in the back of my van for a while, which is just a no-no for guitars, and I never would normally do that, but sometimes I'm lazy. Yeah, I was just checking my Variax. I think I'll probably need to do the <laughs> do the frets on that. Yeah. yeah I've like... got some of that um, Music Nomad stuff, the Froine polish. Okay. Uh, it's basically like a weird kind of chalky paste, and it's got these little fret um, marker things that you put over your yeah, frets. Yeah, you put over, yeah. You see, I've got those, but with... Um... Like there's, I don't, I can't even remember where I got the kits now, but like twenty different. It's not twenty. It was like five different grades of sandpaper, so that you can roughen it down and then smoothen it out. Yeah, um, wire wool works really well for it, but you just yeah, got to make sure. The it... problem with wire wool is it gets in your pickups. And... Yeah, you yeah. just got to tape over your pickups, and then you're all good. So if you've got some like, masking tape, just tape over your pickups. You, you sound. Yeah, that sounds like an effort, though. It does, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> But yeah, look, I've used wire wool in the past where I've used it where I've I've not had enough time to like, because the, the Music Nomad stuff brings it up to a really nice polish, but it takes fucking ages. And you, yeah. if if uh, your frets aren't that bad as well, you can't tell which ones you've done and which ones you haven't. Yep. So <laughs> that's that's problematic. But yeah, I, I used that um, microfiber clamp thing wipe it down and then i fast fret it as well so that it is nice and just ready for next next use yeah i do need to polish the body though (laughs) like (laughs) it's gross yeah that's the other thing i did was clean between the pickups on the les paul and like the amount of like you don't realize when you're playing that your plectrums are firing off tiny little pieces of plastic and you can see that they're statically like t- charged and like because i play with the yellow um jazz threes like, i didn't even re- i just thought it was dust normally but yeah against the like wood finish of the the les paul there's these clear and the black plastic there's these clearly yellow pieces of plastic <laughs> that <I'm> going... <laughs> i should not let the guitar get to that stage <laughs> yeah um yeah i've got the the kind of the standard strat thing where you've got that line of dust between yeah. the three pickups. <laughs> yeah. I, I do need to sort it out. I definitely need to polish the body because there's just fingerprints all over it. Yeah. Um, and the last couple of um, videos that I've done for pedal boards of doom, <laughs> I've noticed cause it's like really high definition camera with a really bright light shining on me. Yeah. You can notice all these like horrible. <laughs> oh. It doesn't help that it's like a gloss black finish as well. Yeah. So it's it's very very noticeable. But there you go. I, I should I should do some some annual self care for the for the guitar. I think I'll do that over the summer though, because I like when the when the weather's nice, bringing the guitar downstairs and like making a day of it. Yeah. But. No, I, yeah. yeah, like I say, I I made three evenings of changing guitar strings. So that's me done for a year. Anything else needs doing now? It's going to a tech. I don't care what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Snap to me string here, fix it. <laughs> one of one of my pots of like the the knob has come off the the pot. Fix it. You literally <laughs> just need to push it on. Fix it. 
<laughs> do the thing. I yeah. don't want to do the thing anymore. Yeah. I have done enough effort this year. Yeah, doing doing one guitar is fine. Doing five, no thank you. No, yeah, sorry. Well, the, the stupid thing was, like, it was just because I... What what generally happens is I get to the point where, like, oh, I need to restring that, and I'll just retire that guitar for three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. It it, it got, got to a bad state. I, uh... I went to practice uh, not last week, the week before, um, and I really wanted to do the HSS strat thing because I've got my my Squire strat, which has got a yeah. some Damasio. I used to know what which model it was. <laughs> I don't anymore. I think it might be a Tone Zone, but I'm not sure. So it's got a humbucker and two single coils, and the, the humbucker is not so powerful that it like really outclasses the single coil so it's quite a nice balance but i took it to practice and i thought i was at a stage where that would be like hss strat nice sounding pickups plays quite well i thought i'd be sold i thought i'd go yes this has got to be my gigging guitar from now on (laughs) it it weren't the variax was it no i was missing notes left and right i mean the fact that it's got one less fret as well like the the Variax has got twenty two. <laughs> it's a nine point five inch radius, which is okay, but the Variax I'm pretty sure is a twelve, yeah. and I've got used to that. I mean, the tones were all right. Don't get me wrong, the tones were fine, but yeah, but it just feels different because you've played the Variax and nothing more for so long at this point. Yeah, yeah, it was problematic. Yeah, like the the a week before I tried the um the Telecaster with the two neck pickups yeah. and thinking maybe, maybe I can make this work. But th- that was because it had the, the humbucker in the wrong place, didn't it? I need the humbucker <laughs> at the bridge, not the yeah. neck. But, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go through like when I, when I start practicing, I'm going to go through my guitar collection and see if any of them Speaking knock the Variax off the top spot. And then realise why am I doing this? Because I like the Variax; it plays well. Yeah, just restring the Variax. Yeah, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> essentially, that's what I'm trying to avoid. But yeah, huh. I mean, the last uh, couple of guitarists and the guy who depths for the um, for the band as well all play Les Pauls, and I'm In the a only one who's funk co- band. Oh, yeah, a band yeah. that does funk music. Yeah, I mean, we we largely play like like. Blues, R&B, funk, kind of 70s to 90s pop music, which is largely very kind of... Disco, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like funk. Not necessarily leaning on the disco, but you know the kind of guitar tones you have to... You're after a Strat, basically. like, Strat, maybe a neck pickup, maybe a bridge pickup, maybe one of the in-between sounds, but always a Strat. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Lots of chorus for the 80s songs. And and that was like that was my thought process. It was like we we're largely playing pop music. It needs kind of jangly guitars. We've got a keyboard player. We've got the fullness. I don't need to be full. Um, all the other guitarists play Les Pauls, each and every one of them. And I'm like, yeah. why? That's it's too like it's too big. Yeah. Um, but I do have a Les Paul, so one day I might try it and see what happens. <laughs> you're just going to be miserable with your tones the entire fucking gig <laughs> yeah well I'll, I'll do it for practice I'll, I'll never do it for a gig because 
it will put me off and I'm doing too much at the gig. Yeah. I'm having to, because what we used to have like a harmony box for the singer. Because yeah. our, our other singer at the time, we had like a singer and a backing singer. And she wasn't quite that confident with her backing vocals. So they'd bolster it with the uh, the harmony yeah. box. Ever since I've kind of taken over the harmonies, I just sing harmony to any everything anyway. Yeah, I'm just kind of naturally singing the harmonies along anyway. Because I do that. I do that shit when I'm in the car and I'm bored. Yeah. So it's kind of second nature. So they've got rid of the harmony box. But because I'm doing that, I'm having to concentrate on singing harmonies and not fucking up the guitar part. Yeah. If I'm doing that and the, the guitar tone isn't right, <laughs> oh, yeah, shit's going to go wrong all be, night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I barely do any backing vocals. And when I do, like, I just stress about, about everything. So if I didn't like what my guitar sounded like at the time, I would, yeah, it, I'm, I'm going to sing the wrong words, I'm going to stop singing, or I'm going to stop playing. Those are the three options. Or I'll play a wrong note, yeah. or wrong chords, or whatever. I do I do get to some points where I just forget to play the guitar, though. I'll be I'll be too into the like the singing part, and I'll just... I've not played the guitar for about four bars. I'm like, shit, oh, there, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do much backing vocals in either of the bands, but occasionally I've got to because I've got quite a deep voice and there's a couple of times where we need like low oomph behind things. That's all I can do. I can't I can't really harmonize because generally we haven't got enough monitors which means I can't hear myself sing. So I have to rely on roughly knowing the melody <laughs> and hoping and like if I sing loud enough sometimes I can hear myself through the main PA speakers. Uh, I much like with my guitar playing I'm the the complete opposite of that where if i hear myself too much it puts me off i <laughs> know oh, with my guitar if i can't hear myself i like the the weird thing and we're getting to it tt now i've got two outdoor gigs on large stages and i'll you know i'll run wireless because i can but if i walk out of a zone where i can hear myself it's so off put like i can't hear my, like yeah there's a, like so I'll have a monitor mix in front of me because I'll be standing so far away from my amp that it will just kind of mix in with everything. And, and yeah, if I walk off to one side to go and like mess around with the other guitarist or whatever, um, and I can't hear myself, I the most off-putting thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I, I, there's a I've got kind of like a Goldilocks thing where if I can't hear it enough, I'll like I'll think I'm playing the right thing, and it could just be any old nonsense. Yeah, but if I hear too much, where I can hear the mistakes, it <laughs> amplifies the amount of mistakes I make. I just need to hear it enough that I know that I'm playing something. <laughs> Same with uh, the singing. I'm, yeah, I never never get fussed about mistakes and stuff. I, I mean, <laughs> if I make a mistake, do you know what? I've made the mistake. I can't do anything about it. Like, oh, it yeah. took me a while to get to that stage. Like, there was one gig where I was struggling to hear myself, and I did an entire song a semitone sharp <laughs> and the like you could see that people in the crowd could see that something was going wrong but couldn't they, quite yeah they couldn't put out. the finger on it so and at that point you look the, at the bassist and scowl well then like on stage i couldn't hear myself the other guys couldn't hear me i don't know what had gone on it was somebody else was doing our sound and I'd been like, the guy was like, no, you need to turn the amp down, turn the amp down, because you know what sound engineers are like. They never like hearing anything. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah, like I played the entire thing and then I looked down in the last chorus of the song and was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I yeah, I, I, I can't be doing with... I, I've got... To, since then, like, I've got to be able to hear myself, but I know that, you know what, if you make a mistake, people might think it sounds a bit weird, but they're probably not going to... Yeah, yeah, not going to notice too much, and they'll just continue to bop along. Yeah, especially if it's in, in the kind of the latter half of your set. By that point, they're so drunk, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. We were talking uh, a couple of weeks ago about how um, I kind of... I haven't really learnt the set and I do I do things just from how my ear works and I <laughs> fell victim to that at the, our last gig. Um, we were playing The Letter by uh, Joe Cocker and I I was very confident like throughout the, the kind of verse section. We got to the chorus. My mind completely went. <laughs> and I was like... I can't remember how these chords go. Uh, <laughs> so every time the chorus came up, I just had to kind of Stop. pretend I was doing something. <laughs> and unfortunately, yeah. I had like a backing vocal in that point as well. So uh, I, I still did the backing vocal. Yeah. But I did not have a fucking clue what I was playing. <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. Oh, so, we did it. We, we actually did one on uh, Friday last week. We did a, a company's like summer party, um, and I read the set list beforehand. I was like, "Yeah, I know all them songs." <laughs> and we got there, and one of the songs is "Sit Down" by James, which is really yeah. simple. There are three chords. There's also a lead break at the start <laughs> and after the first verse, which I play <laughs> and haven't played since November. So we skipped <laughs> that song because <laughs> I was like. I know that there's some double stops. I know that there's some fiddly bits. I know what key it's in, but it's quite like it's the melody follows it's very distinct. Yeah. So if I play anything wrong here, it's going to be very obvious to the crowd. And I haven't got a fucking clue. I can tell you it's in E minor. Yeah. Even though the song is in E major, I can tell you that the riff is in E minor. That's all I remember. Oh so let's just, yeah, let's yeah, just nope. fuck that off and we'll drop that song. And they're like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we we added two, uh, two new ones, and and I think that's where my mind was, because I was so concentrated on getting these two new songs, yeah, sorted. Because they threw them in like three days before the actual gig, so it was again. I had had these songs on repeat, like just these two songs on repeat, and I was just listening to them again and again and again. So I was like, yes, I've nailed those two. <laughs> And then just because my brain has a limited capacity, pushed out the, the chorus of this one specific song. Just went, Goodbye. So yeah. that that was that. No, I've been there before. I've also got to yeah, the similar thing where like you you find all the way through the verse and it gets to the chorus and you go, no idea what these chords are. <laughs> no idea. What, that's good job the other guitarist plays here because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. Let's see, just sneakily roll the guitar volume down. I can strum whatever the fuck I want now. I, te- I tend to go slightly different and I tend to just mute with my left hand and become a snare. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Adding to the percussion. Yeah. I'm now, the, I'm now a percussionist because I ain't got a clue. That's it. Yeah. I'm adding to the the dynamic feel of the, the chorus. Yeah. Right. I think we've 
we we've got some stuff that we're going to do on this podcast. I do want to mention a little shootout that I did this week on the Budget Pedal Chap channel, which released today because we is are this recording. The reverb shootout. It is the reverb shootout. It's the reverb yeah. shootout. Yeah, we're re- we're recording late this week. We usually record kind of midweek, and we've pushed it to the weekend because that's the way we roll. But yes, it was the, the reverb shootout. It was the Sonic Ake Digital Reverb versus the Mosky Spring. And the Mosky Spring has got basically like a cult following, and for good reason. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a mini pedal. It's a spring reverb. It sounds fantastic, and it's t- really tiny and pink. So all of the yeah. like the Venn diagram of the guitar niche, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in the center of like five different, <laughs> yeah. But like the the most important thing about it is it sounds absolutely banging. So I like I've got another mini reverb pedal, the Sonic Cake one, and I thought it would be interesting to see what they what they sound like compared. So I did that. And they they are very, very different sounding reverbs. The mosque is kind of dark and vintage sounding. The uh, the digital one is really kind of present. It's like a very pristine kind of 80s style reverb. Um, it's got three settings, but I only only use the one. And like we go through like basically like the dwell control on both. Um and the like the there isn't one I I thought it would be like a an absolute uh like an absolute slaughter where the, the spring reverb would just be way better. But actually it it really does depend on which kind of flavour of reverb you want. Yeah. Cause they both sound pretty good. Yeah, and the mosky one just does the one spring flavour and that's it, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it does it. It does it really well. But if you're looking for a, a different style, different style of reverb, no. yeah, and that's basically what the the digital one does as well. Because I've got the um, the iset one as well, which has got like seven or eight different algorithms. And I, I decided to go for the digital one instead because it does like it's got three different like reverb length settings but they're basically the same reverb it's got hall plate and like echo or something but it's basically just like short medium and long reverb yeah um so i used that one it it sounded sounded really good um but they like weirdly they're very similar prices as well they're about 30 quid each which We are truly living in the golden age of pedals, aren't we? Oh yeah, like I mean, we knew that already. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. like both of both of us were playing guitar fifteen years ago, which was not the golden age of pedals. <laughs> no, it it was kind of like the dawning of, weren't it? Because you had those Behringer pedals that were coming out; they were yeah. about twenty five quid, and yeah, they weren't the greatest quality enclosures, but you could you could gig with those, surely. And they're getting a bit of a resurgence now. But that was yeah. your option for, like, really cheap stuff. Then your next yeah, kind of... Was... And then you have the Digitech kind of... Yeah. Yeah, the metal but metal and metal ones that were twice the price of those Behringers. Yeah. And then for a little bit more, you could go for the Boss. Yeah. And but then, that... then there wasn't... That was it. That was that yeah. was all you could get. Certainly, like, 
I don't know about music stores in the UK because I never really ventured into them when I was over, but certainly on the Isle of Man, you had those, like, you, it was like a big selection of boss pedals for between 80 and 150 quid. Yeah. Then you had a, like, generally three or four of the metal enclosure Digitech ones, and then a massive selection of the plastic Behringers, and that was all you could get your hands on. Oh, yeah. what was the what, what was the company that did the Fab Distortion? That oh, Dan Electro. Dan, the Dan Electro Fab Distortion. Every every music, every shop that sold anything to do with music had one of those in it. <laughs> just that. <laughs> yeah, ironically, not very fab sounding distortion. <laughs> yes, I owned one of those, and I didn't even bother selling it. <laughs> I just <laughs> threw it in a bin. <laughs> and what a fitting end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they had the the bigger box ones that came a bit later, the cool cut ones, and they were yeah. pretty cool. I mean, they looked better than they were functional because <laughs> the foot switches on them were quite stiff because they weren't an actual foot switch. It was like a weird mechanical switch that attached to like a digital tiny mini switch. <laughs> Um, of course it did. Cause, yeah, yeah. Because why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and and all the controls were on the top that would where the yeah. uh, jacks were, and they were concentric pots usually. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I've got <laughs> so a soft spot for them. Everything that's wrong with guitar pedals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in one box. Yeah, I mean, it almost got it right. Like the the fact that they were top mounted before everything else was great, but they weren't a uniform shape. Yep. So the the top mount was kind of useless. Pointless, yeah. And the, all of the controls were up there as well, which meant that it was just really awkward to use. Yeah. That um, was to stop you changing settings with your feet. It, it, yeah, it may have been, but it also stopped you changing <laughs> settings. Just full stop. stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I, I like them. I think they're, they're like really cool looking, but like practically not very good. Yeah, like uh, my local music shops, because there were a couple, didn't have any Behringer pedals. You had to order them online. They had uh, Digitech, they had Boss, they had some Dunlop ones. But yeah, pretty much you were talking, if if you weren't talking like the, the cheap distortions and, and drives, like the, the SD one and the DS one, you were talking 80 quid upwards. Yeah. And that's that's like a good maybe two or three weeks worth of drinking money. So yeah, I didn't I didn't buy the boss pedals. Funnily enough, yeah. I like drinking. So yeah, we had that. Um, I think next. Speaking of boss, actually, next week when this releases, um, the Friday will come out the DS two. And I'm not going to give away too much about this, but if you look at the thumbnail for it, it, it will kind of give you give it away a little bit. <laughs> that was the first guitar pedal I ever bought. There you go. And uh, all I can say is my opinion possibly is because it was the first, first guitar pedal that I ever bought. Yeah. Because I did not like that pedal at all. However... I also was plugging it into a ten watt Ibanez practice. <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not many things that will <laughs> sound better yeah. when you plug it into a ten watt solid state practice amp. 
um, I would urge you to, to watch this video. It might change your mind. It's not going to change it completely because, as the thumbnail says, certain setting on the pedal sucks. <laughs> but you might change your mind a little bit. Yeah. Right. As mentioned, it is the 250th episode of the podcast. Woo-hoo. And we are bringing in a new segment for this episode and this episode only. It is basically pedal weed mind's eye, but not really. It is Ooh. 250 or 2 schmifty. <laughs> we could possibly do with workshopping the name. Yeah. <laughs> but the the premise is I'm going to give you three guitar pedals. One is pretty much near as damn it, £250 on Anderton's website. It's £249, but we can round up. We have, we've already ascertained that. Yeah. So it's £250. We have got one pedal, which is based on the DoD 250 topology. It may not necessarily be like a straight <laughs> clone, but it's got its origins within that. Okay. And one of which is just a random pedal. It is the Schmifty, the Schmifty of the group. Okay, which... so I've got to I've got to work out which is two fifty, which is a Dodd two fifty, and which is two Schmifty. Indeed, yeah, Dodd two fifty or Schmifty. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start off nice and easy. I reckon. Uh, right. So we're gonna go number one is the Game Changer Plasma pedal. Okay. So that's our first one. The Greer 390 Vintage Overdrive or the Centura Overdrive by Seriatone. Okay. I. What was the middle one called again? Something 309. The Greer 390 Vintage Overdrive. I think the Greer 390 is the Dodd 250. Okay. I think the plasma pedal is two hundred and fifty pounds on Andertons, and I think the other one is two schmifty. Ooh, you got one. You got one. The three ninety was a nice, simple one for you. It was definitely two fifty, not three ninety. Um, the game changer is above two fifty. It was like oh, two seventy, yeah. I think. And the Seriatone Centura Overdrive is a clon. Um, clon basically rip off like gold yeah. enclosure. <laughs> like fully looking yeah, like yeah. a clon. Uh and that is two hundred and forty nine pounds on Andertons as okay. we speak today. Right. We're off to a good start. We are going for our second one. We have got the Benson preamp. We have got the KMA Guardian of the Worm. Or we have got the solid gold Zeta Drive. Ooh. I will go with the solid gold Zeta Drive being the Dodd two, the, yeah, the two fifty. Okay. Because I f- have a feeling that the original one was like a yellowy gold color, so I've just that's how I've made that decision. Okay. Um, I think it's orange, but there we go. That's the same thing. Gold, <laughs> orange, yellow—they're all the same color. Yeah. Um, oh, you want to bet the the the, the Dodd was sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, the uh, solid gold is orange. Um, and then what were the other two? Uh, we've got the Benson preamp, and then we've got the KMA Guardian of the Worm. 
the Benson preamp is two fifty, and the Guardian of the Worm is two schmifty. Boom! Matt is on form today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I was thought I might trick you with that one with the Benson being a preamp. Yeah. But I, no, I thought about it when you first said Benson. I was like, right, okay. Well, that is the two fifty, and then you went something golden, and I was like, ah. Yeah, solid gold zeta. Um, right, cool, 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 cool. This one's going to be nice and easy for you, actually. <laughs> I haven't thought this one through. Uh, right, we've got the MXR uh, distortion plus. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the the Strymon Riverside. We've got the Wampler Dual Fusion, and we have got the VFE Distortion Three. I mean, you say this, but I've got absolutely... I will go with the VFE Distortion 3 is the Dodd 250. Okay. The Wampler is £250. Okay. Oh, wait, hang on a minute. Is the Wampler's... Which one was... Which Wampler was it again? Uh, the Dual Fusion. Dual, yeah, so it's, du- so it's a dual pedal. Isn't? So that'll be 250 and the Strymon will be 300 quid. So that'll be 250. Oh, he's he's three for again. He's three for. <laughs> yes, he is. Go. Cool. Right, we've got two more left. Okay. Again, I think this is probably going to be too fucking easy. But there, here we go. I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm looking back and just thinking, I oh, fuck this, and <laughs> um, Right. So Pelican Noise Works fifty fifty. We've got the Friedman B E O D Deluxe and the Thorpey Bunker. Okay. So. The first one is your clone, your 250, your Dodd 250. Uh, the Thorpey will be £250 and the BOD will be two schmifty. Oh, it's a one for, it's a oh, one for. Have I got them the wrong way around? You have. The Pelican Noiseworks 5050 was the two, uh, like two Dodd 250s uh, made for the 60 cycle hum guys. Okay. Um, Really cool artwork on that one, actually. Um, I think it was done by Ryan Burke as well. Quite an artist, he. He should cool. do that for a living. <laughs> I think he does. I don't know. I don't know enough about him. Um, the BEOD was the two £250. The Thorpey Bunker, a little bit cheaper. Ah. Get yourself a bargain. I think it weren't much cheaper. I think it was about 230 But yeah. still, there you go. Right, final one. Final one. Can I redeem myself? Please. Please. (laughs) Uh, Right, so we've got the Blackstar Department 10 Dual OD. We have got the Loophole Pedals Grey Matter. Or we've got the B-Tronics Overhive. I mean, I had to add that one. It's a fantastic pun. Okay, the B-Tronics Overhive is the Dodd 250. Okay. What were the other two again? The Black Star Department 10, Deputy 10, Dual Overdrive, and the Loophole Pedals Grey Matter. Loophole Pedals will be £250, and the Black Star is too schmifty. Let's see if you've you've worked that one out. So the Btronics was not uh, the DOD. Um, what, and what did you say the other ones were, sorry? I said Black Star is too schmifty. Oh, the Black Star was too schmifty. Uh, <laughs> so I got one. You I did one, at least one in every round. I'll Indeed. So the I'll black star that. was just another. I think that was two ten. 
the loophole yeah. pedals, grey matter, was the Dud 250. The Beatronics Overhive, I literally just added because... It's called the Beatronics Overhive. Yeah, it's Overhive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fucking great name. Oh, so there we go. That is 250 of excellence. Beautiful. Cool. I enjoyed that. I think it's been a while since we've done one of those. <laughs> um, listeners, did you did you get the same answers? Did you manage to like sniff out these Dodd 250 clones? I say clones. Like some of them, like the uh, the VFE Distortion Three is apparently like really really high gain. So. <laughs> Like not a Dodd 250 in the slightest, but it just well, based on the circuit, yeah, yeah it has kind of just similarities. Loads more it? clipping, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> pushes it into like an amp. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Well, I reckon. Go on, we're, we're going to news it up, and we're going to go straight for the Plethora X3. <laughs> so this came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. Apparently, other people had known that it was coming for a while. But mm. I, I hadn't seen anything about it. But then I tend to stay away from things so that they're fresh to me on the podcast. That's the excuse I'm going to use. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I followed TC and I didn't didn't get like any whiff of this. But then again, was I paying attention? Who knows? <laughs> uh, so Plethora X3, the X5 was the original one, uh, yeah. obviously another two on top of that this is smaller it reduces the functionality as well so it has got midi which for some people is a is a nice feature for matt is <laughs> the work of the devil <laughs> yeah it's full stereo though it's full stereo yeah um and they've also introduced a cab sim at the like that you can add to the end the okay. output of it so you can I'd, just I'd run miss that yeah, you can run so, it as a little. Would you need a power amp somewhere, or does this is this the? No, sorry, this hasn't. Uh, this hasn't sorry, got a power. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't need a power amp because it's just an emulated speaker out. So, is there is there any amps sounds built in, or is it just the the speaker sim? So, yeah, so it's just a speaker. Yeah, so you yeah, essentially what you do is put a like have a a speaker a speaker uh, like a preamp pedal like a Dodd yeah. two fifty at the front end. <laughs> uh, but it does mean then that all of your effects will be going after the, after the preamp because it does not have an effects loop anymore because it's a smaller version yeah, and you don't have the expression pedal in either. Yeah. Again, like I, I think I've used expression pedal twice and we dropped the songs that I used it for, so I don't use an expression pedal anymore. So, I mean, I can get... Like, this is... I, I'm really excited for this. And, I, like, I've seen... I think Anderson's had it on their web... I, like, I was looking at this earlier today, and I think it's 289 on their website or something like that. And I'm thinking it probably fits in the same hole that the M5 is in. And it does yeah. all of the things that the M5 does. And there's an extra button. And you can have multiple pedals on at once. Yeah, it's is basically... Is this an M5 killer? It's it's, a, it's an M9, isn't it? It's, it's basically yeah. that. It's but... a three-button M5, but smaller than an M9. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I am seriously considering one of these. Yeah, I could understand why. I could really understand why. I mean, I was very excited about the the plethora x5 it was always a bit much like for what you get it's really really great value 
but it was always a bit much for me to justify because I've already got most yeah. of the um, the pedals from TC anyway. So it was it was always just a a little bit much, and it you have to build a board around it because it's it's lot board sized, isn't it? Yeah, and that's that's a th- so the the thing that put me off the X Y was the same. It's like I've, I I don't need like yes, it'd be great to have the X Five plus a couple of drive pedals, but I've already got a chorus that I like, and I've got a phase that I like, and I've got a delay that I like, and I've got two reverb pedals that I like that are on my board. Like yeah. Okay, I've got a multi effects in there to fill in the gaps, but I don't need a five multi basically a five channel multi effects. I don't yeah. need that. Three channel is getting closer, and also if I set up a second board, I could literally choose some drives and have this and on a mi- on a mini board, and it will do everything that my big board does. Indeed, it will. This is where we're going to play the second of our games this week. This is this is entirely on you, Matt. There are 16 <laughs> effects built into this. In fact, actually, you help you help along here, podcast listeners, by shouting at your car. <laughs> and I will uh, try and sense you from the past. Indeed, yeah, the past. yeah, like pre, pre-sensing. Okay. There are 16 effects built into this, like 16 of the TC tone print uh, pedals oh. built into this. There are no drives. Yeah. There are 16 effects. Can you name all 16? I have bet that you can name 12. Okay. So let's see. So, Hypergravity Compressor. Is on the list. Well done. Mimic Doubler. Is on the list and is literally right next to it. How are you doing this? (laughs) Uh, Flashback 2, Hall of Fame 2. Yes, both on the list. Uh, Is it the Viscous Vibe? Viscous Vibe. Viscous Vibe is on the list. Helix Phaser. Helix Phaser is on the list, yes. Uh, I don't know so how you do You're doing am this. Am I doing this in order? <laughs> you're not doing it in order, but you're doing them in pairs, like right next to each other. Um, Subbing up is one. Subbing yeah. up. Yep, we got um, that. So, what, yeah, so um, I've got two, four, six, seven at the moment, I think. Okay. Um, I will come back to this because there's another, there's another delay. There's a looper that's not the ditto looper, and I can't remember what it's called. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll go for Looper. It's the tape deck. Okay. Um, but yeah, okay, Looper, cool. Yeah. Um, what's the other delay called? It, it it's the other delay, the fake, um, carbon copy, or is it something different? Uh, kind of. Yeah, it's it's more vintage style. Yeah. <sighs> it was. It's it's a bit like the flashback, but it's got like vintage selections. Okay, I might have to come back to that. Um, there's the pitch shifty one that I never looked at because I was always looking at the pitchfork that they do. And okay, that was, that was more recent. And is it the harmonizer? Something harmonizer? Harmon- I mean, you're talking about two different pedals here. Oh, am I? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's a harmonizer and a pitch shifter. There are. I'm going to let you have those because they are wanky names. Uh, Brainwaves, Pitch Shifter, and the yeah. Quintessence Harmony. Quintess- uh, yeah, Quintessence was the, the one that I was thinking of. So that's 10. There's that delay. That Are you checking that there's none in, in the background behind? You? Yeah, I, I, I was very, very certain that I had one just on display because I <laughs> thought of demoing it again recently. Right. 
The, oh, Corona Chorus. Corona Chorus. Yes, Corona is there. Yeah. Um, what other? So let's see what you haven't got so far. So you've done the entire top line. So got okay, you've got that one. one. Got that. for yours and five more to get them all. Yeah, you haven't got that one. You haven't got that one. Haven't got that one. And I'm not giving you the Vintage Echo unless you no. can give me the name. Um, there must be some... Is there? Do they do a phaser? You've already done the phaser. I've done the. the, the is there a flanger then? Oh, I've demoed it on my channel. You have. Uh, and vortex, vortex, vortex flanger. flanger. Well done. Yes. Um, right. One of these I purport to be the most fun pedal I've ever played. I can't remember. I've I'm only really, got the mini version. I'm really struggling now. I think we need to give you a round of applause for getting that many. <laughs> yeah, I'll take twelve. I, I mean, I, I will. I will say that um, the only reason I did this is because it's listed on the Anderson's website, and like I say, I was looking on the Anderson's <laughs> website at this pedal earlier. So you inadvertently had done a revision session. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so we've got, I'm just going to read them out as as we've got them. Uh, Helix Phaser, Viscous Vibe, Tape Deck Looper, Hall of Fame 2 Reverb, Flashback 2 Delay, Sub and Up, obviously Octaves, yeah. um, Brainwaves Pitch Shifter, Corona Chorus, Hypergravity Compressor, Mimic Doubler, Vortex Flanger, Pipeline Tremolo, yeah. Hypergravity Compressor, Mimic Doubler, uh, sorry, I've done that one, uh, Quintessence Harmony, Century Noise Gate, Never getting that. Uh, I don't even know they did a noise gate. Shaker vibrato. Shaker, of course the it is. The shaker. A, yeah. The little orange boy. And the yeah. alter ego vintage echo. But so, I I think, I mean, I'm impressed with that. That was really good. <laughs> I, I think I probably would have got that. And I'm a bit of a TC fanboy. Yeah. So, I mean, to be fair, I was just going through things that i knew that i'd seen on your you know that pedal board that you've got that's all of these pedals <laughs> yeah, yeah i was like in my head just looking at it going i know that's there and i remember there's a mimic which is not on that board but i remember there's a mimic yeah because that was one of the things i was like if that's in there then this really i need to think about because if i start running two amps again yeah i mean if like if you've got basically like switchable and stackable two things and a, a mimic doubler running the entire time yeah. in stereo that sounds like a pretty fucking good deal doesn't it it does and like okay I, I i'm never gonna use it but if i get the vox back in action because the the one thing that's letting me down at the moment with the studio vintage is i've got a couple of songs where i use a um the boss oc2 to create like a synthy sound with the the low end mm. and it just the barely any low end comes through because obviously it's quite a bright amp yeah. um and you get you get very a lot less than i used to with the vox like i've basically been chasing that vox tone and apart from the the thing the marshall is better like I, i'm at peak the the best tone that i've had in years with the exception of when i need that lower sound and it just it doesn't quite do it because obviously it, like that's not a sound that that amp ever needed to do at any point it's based on a, a, a circuit from the 60s yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't have that ridiculous bottom end. You might find that 
like a speaker change could do that because it's going to be like a ceramic uh, magnet speaker in it, isn't it? Whereas no, no, the... I'm running it through vintage thirties. Oh yeah, they're they're still ceramic magnets, oh, aren't yeah, they? they? Yeah, yes, yes, they are. Mind so, yeah, you, your Fox like... is a greenback, isn't it? That was greenback, yeah. So ah. and that handled it well. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe I could swap one with. Nah, I'm gonna leave 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 the orange cab as it is. But um, yeah, like long my long term goal, I would absolutely love to run the Vox and that in stereo, and like that would make me happy forever. Then yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, absolutely not at small gigs because you don't need four twelve <laughs> at a small gig. But no, like for not the at outdoor all. stuff I do in the summer, like you know. I mean, uh, you're making me think. Could I get away with two amps at a gig now? Because oh, you absolutely should. Because you don't. You still have. Have you still got two classic thirties? No, I sold one. Uh, but I do. I have an HT five and a classic thirty, and I could could run those in stereo. And you could crank the balls off the HT5, but just run drive into it, mm. and then have the other one with like a, like a semi wet drive. Like so, you've got the drives going to both, but the modulation and reverb and delay just going to the cleaner of the two. Oh fuck, that sounds really good. <laughs> fuck, that's and what I, I did for a long time. Was yeah, and I could get one of these and run at the end, having the the mimic doubler going to both. Yeah, just have a really big fat sounding guitar. Ugh, mind you, I could have a fat sounding guitar with a Les Paul, and I'd choose not to because I don't need that. Damn it! Yeah, but what about if you had a ping pong delay setting from the flashback in the Plethora X, and then when you do your delay sounds, it bounces from side to side. I'm just thinking like big swirly modulations, modulation <laughs> that you can feel. Yeah, shit, man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe I need to do that. <laughs> maybe <laughs> I need to do that. Uh, so, yeah, that is the Plethora X, X3, and I think we are positively foaming at the mouth here for for that. Yeah, and, yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to get one, and I've not said that about a new pedal in a long time, and maybe I won't. Maybe I'll decide that, you know what, it's fine. I'll just stick with the M5, but yeah. at the same time, like, this is certainly going on wish lists indeed i mean speaking of things that we would possibly buy we've also got one bit one more bit of news this week which is the two notes revolt and the reason i say that is because i am pretty certain that if this was out a year ago maybe a year and a half ago both of us might have ended up with one of these (laughs) so it's a flamp the yep. year of the flamp is over, but two notes are actually killing it with this. So it's a 12 AX7 powered floor amp, which is a three channel thing. It boosts the voltage internally up to 200 volts. So the 12 AX7 is actually doing something. Okay, unlike, that's positive. Yeah, unlike some certain 90s pedals, which nine volts powered a little led that was behind a tube <laughs> no no one would have ever done that would they <laughs> i mean yeah they did <laughs> so the the three channels that you get are the uh baseman 100 the jmp super lead mark ii and the soldano slo 100 so kind of clean sparkly fender chunky martial chunkiness uh and then soldano like roaring lead tone 
Uh, they also do a base version, which we won't talk about too much, but it does a very similar kind of setup where you've got an F- SVT-76, a 92 JMP Super Bass, and a custom high-gain channel, which apparently makes you sound like Lemmy. <laughs> which, like, that's definitely a win straight away. Yeah. I mean, Anything it that makes you sound like Lemmy. So that channel is pretty much the JMP Super Lead from the the guitar <laughs> one, I'm pretty sure. But hey, who are we to who are we to argue? Like it's it is a very fully featured um, thing. It's got an effects loop built in, so you can use it as you would an amp. It's got MIDI as well, and it's also got hybrid connectivity. So uh, if I remember rightly, you can choose the amount of um character that it gets from the preamp if you plug if you four cable this into the preamp of an actual amp sorry the power amp of an actual amp rather than it taking over the entire tone you can get it to blend with the, the power amp stage so that it becomes a much more natural tone. Yeah. Which is pretty damn cool. Absolutely. Um, being a two notes um fang as well, they give you uh, a subscription to the Wall of Sound plugin. So if you're using it at home, plugging into your computer, you've got that. Um, and then it's also got cab sims built into the um, into the unit itself. I don't think they're based on Wall of Sounds. I don't think it's that in-depth. But knowing two notes and their cab sim tech, it's going to sound good. Yeah, I was going to say, like... That's that's they were the first one that people were really pointed to for cab sim tech, weren't they? Like before yeah. anybody else was doing it, it was like, yeah, just get, get yourself one of them two notes. Yeah, and like before I started kind of delving into, like before I got the the HX Stomp, I had the free version of Wall of Sounds, which you can download. It gives you like two relatively generic sounding um, two notes versions of cabs. There's like a two twelve and a four twelve, and they sounded great. Yeah, so I've got no doubts that the uh, the cab sims that they built into this will be more than adequate. So that's, I mean, they're coming in at three nine nine euros, which is about what three hundred and fifty quid ish. So a little bit cheaper than a an HX Stomp. Yeah, and they're a very different product from the HX Stomp, but we'll do that kind of floor amp in a different way yeah yeah i mean if you're talking like super super fully featured the hx stomp has got every conceivable like tone that you can think of but the 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 flamp kind of route gives you arguably a better more solid version of a couple of tones um and I've been uh, reluctant to kind of gig with my HX Stomp because I'm afraid of how um, how flimsy uh, flimsy is probably the word uh, the wrong word, but like how fragile it could be because it's basically a, a computer. Yeah. Whereas this is there's a lot more kind of analog stuff going on, so you would argue it's probably a little bit more rugged, a little bit more roadworthy. And if something does go wrong on it, maybe not as catastrophically as it would 
yeah. with a digital thing because with that, it just be a case of shit would shut down and then you don't have an amp for your gig. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, well, I mean, we've talked about this. I take three amps to a gig, whereas you <laughs> barely even lucky. bring one. I was going to say, you, you're lucky if you bring a spare plectrum. <laughs> I use nature's plectrum, damn it. <laughs> That's what my, uh, to be fair, I did notice the other day that I was using my fingers for more than half of the set. Like I had the plectrum in my hand, but I was I was like picking away at certain <laughs> things with my fingers. I, I d- didn't realize I was doing that. I can't. I, like literally, there's one song that I play in either of the bands where I use fingers. It's because I have to because it's a, it's one of the Rolling Stones one, uh, Honky Tonk Woman, and you've got, there's there's a lot of like pinching stuff, and you've got to yeah, play yeah. all strings at the same time. If you strum, it just sounds wrong. Um, and we played that for the first time in probably a year at this point because like I just wasn't bringing the alternate tune and stuff. Yeah, because I was just like, there's no point. But for TT, like we're throwing some rolling stones and some status quo in it goes down well with the bikers so we brought it back in and within i mean we so there's what three and a half minutes to that song and by the end of the song i had a blister on my thumb because i play so infrequently with (laughs) (laughs) with, without a pick that yeah it just straight away i was like oh cool i'm gonna have to pop that when i get home <laughs> oh. fill, it with, fill it with super glue and that'll do for tt indeed yeah, yeah. the old steve <laughs> vitrick glue your finger cool yeah i think that's that's a podcast isn't it that it is, is definitely a podcast um both products this week have just been really good yeah that's that's a that's a change that's, that's good thing <laughs> normally we're like yeah meh but actually yeah both of them are things that we'd have considered if we didn't need them already and one of them is something that we both are trying not to say we're going to buy. Yeah, I think you could probably gig with just both of those. <laughs> you want a drive pedal as well. But that's like that's a six, the three channel three channel amp. Yeah. You could have but... that with a, like any effect that you wanted after it and then you saw it. But anyway, you pontificate about that in the <laughs> in the um the podcast group let us know what you think of them because we're we're pretty much pro uh pro plethora x3 and revolt not sure on the name i think the name could have done better but that's the only thing that i'm <laughs> moaning about um we extend a massive thank you to our patreon backers because you are just better people um if you want to be part of that crew it's not exclusive it is pay to play you can get in on that for as little as $2 a month, you can be part of the Patreon crew. And we extend a massive thank you to them every week for just being cool. And those people are as follows. Mr. Andrew Bimson, Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G-Rection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast and the Second Button podcast. Listen to all of those podcasts mentioned. They are fantastic. They have been getting me through my commute. Indeed. If you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pedalcher. You can find me at Instagram. You can find me at Facebook and at YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talkal Tone series and the No Talkal Tone Versus series, 
Oh yeah. Occasionally you'll find me on Pedal Boards of Doom 2. That's the sequel. Uh, Matt, we can find you everywhere on the internet except Twitch. Damn you, you know what you've done. Um, <laughs> heel underscore Matt Q. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here because actually I released a YouTube video for the first time in about four years on my YouTube channel where I normally do games. So because it's TT, I downloaded a mod for a race a game called the Seto Corsa because I'm quite into my sim racing, which is I've got a steering wheel that they clamp onto my desk. Nice. Um, so I downloaded a TT course mod and I'm going to do some just driving around the TT course. Um on my YouTube channel, which is I think Heel Matthew without the underscore. Um, what I don't happened know why. to the underscore? I, I don't know why, but it, I mean the best place to find it is I'll tweet out any video that I do. So yeah, if you go to Heel yeah. underscore Matthew on Twitter, which is the same as always, you'll find the videos there anyway. Boom! Yeah, I'll be checking that out definitely. Um, if we remember, plunk it in the in the Facebook podcast group as well. Yeah. I'll try and remember. I'll probably forget, but it's fine. Indeed. And that'll, that'll be us for this week. That's a that's a pretty pretty nice-sized podcast. I'm happy with that. Shame. Cool. Right, so from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chip, from Mr. Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. He did the thing. <laughs> it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Oh, bye. Well, I still wave as if we're doing it live. We haven't done it live in over a year. We haven't done Why did Tigger have no friends? Go on. Because he plays with poo. Way. <laughs> That's good. I like that one.